0: Good morning. Good morning. Today is Fear March. Not Friday. Boy, it, that
1: was enthusiastic. Today is Fear, Fear not, Friday. not Friday. Yeah,
0: that's more like it. It's huh? March the 1st. It is. Let's get going. 2024. Let's go. I,
1: didn't do.
0: It's a, I did the wrong what? thing. Cancel. Oh. <laughs> you ever clicked the wrong thing? It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus It's time to break some holy bread Grab your coffee and your Bible alright, alright, alright. As we think about uh, this kind of final final, I guess the final thoughts on days of Noah and days of Lot. Think about the rejection of God's ways. It is common to man. We're going to sing one of our songs called Heaven and Earth, Shabow. Would you Amen. Reduzindo no chão Out of that, what do you call that? Banjo-lay-ly. A A banjalele. It's not a banjo. It's a banjalele. Not, not a ukulele. Not an ukulele. Not an ukulele, Not a like al- but a banjalele. It's like a dog breed. <laughs> it was right for its size. All right. Well. Let's see if anybody's here. Hi, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thank you for being here on this rainy day, right, Frank? Rainy, rainy, rainy. I didn't even know it was raining until a moment ago. Hadn't stuck my head outside this morning. All right. Praise the Lord. So Heaven and Earth Shall Bow was one of those earlier songs that we wrote. Now, you guys that support us on Daybreak, we are releasing uh, the CD that we made that was Scott and Lisa Nesbitt. It was before the Nesbits. So City of Peace. Uh, when we were doing an album with CD of Peace, the Sweet Surrender album, uh, "Heaven and Earth Shall Bow" was one of the ones that that they chose. The Marcelinos chose to put on the the producers chose to put on the Sweet Surrender album. Uh, but you're going to hear it in its original form Monday morning at nine o'clock. Those you guys, all, all you uh, Patreon supporters, and why did we start Patreon? Well here's something we've learned, you know, I, people some people really like our music, and we are so thankful for that, and we always want to be able to offer music, but Lisa and I have come to terms with the fact that music just won't pay for itself these days. <laughs> Can't make no money on it, and uh, so we started the Patreon account. to. We're not going to go in debt anymore, so we're not going to go in debt to make another CD or an album, we're trying to figure out ways to raise money and Patreon is one of those places to where we can get monthly support and hopefully we can uh, do some more recording. We'll just see what the Lord does. That's what we want to do, but we'll see what the Lord does. But you can go to, you can just look up Patreon and then look up the Nesbits on that. And for $2 a month, that's like six, seven cents a day, eight cents a day. $2 a month, it'll unlock everything that we put on there. And we're going to be putting more and more stuff on there. But thank you for being here for us on Daybreak. And we always, and everything that we have, really, is out there for free somewhere. But Right,
1: this is just a way to make it's just it easy a way to, for people to kind of um, sew into our ministry and take part, share with us, and share get with the us. gospel out there. Amen. And
0: amen, 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 amen. So you not. You probably can't get anything there that you can't get anywhere else. But <laughs> all right, let's dive in. So probably this is the last day, and I've got some a question to ask at the end. But I put in here the days of Lot and Noah on this Friday, and I thought it's probably time to kind of wrap it up. But let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about what we have learned. Now remember that Jesus said. Yeshua said, as it was in the days of Lot. So also, likewise, as it was in the days of Lot. So in the days of Noah, as the days of Lot, it said they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Now, there's another, if we skip down to Verse 32. Verse 32. I, think I put it in here, verse 32 and 33. I'm gonna throw this up here. Jesus also says this He says, Remember, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. What happened with Lot's wife? Well, I'm gonna put that on there too. You guys, if you read ahead the whole chapter 19, you know this. But in verse 26, it says, But his wife looked back behind him, she became a pillar of salt. So the Lord tells he says, look, it's going to be like the days of Lot. It's going to be like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then he begins to describe, he, he cues us, and in my belief, he's saying, so see what those days were like. Learn about those times. That's what it's going to be like. But then he basically is saying, and they're going on with their life. They bought, they sold, they married, they were given in marriage uh, until destruction came. And so we're cued for a lot of things. And, and if I were to put it in one word, now, so what, what does Lot's wife teach us? What do you think? What do you get out of that when, when the Lord says, remember Lot's wife? So by the end of it, you know, Lot's son-in-laws, when he went to warn his son-in-laws, they thought he was just joking. Or, you know, they're like, he seemed to them like one who's just kidding around guys, you better get out of here. And they're just like, oh, come on, man. They had no reverence for the Lord, right? No thought about impending judgment. No, no worry at all about judgment. And this is one of the uh, aspects of what it was like in their day. Not only were they full of sin and just just wicked to the core, but they had no reverence for God whatsoever. And even when somebody says, hey, judgment is coming, they're just like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. You you're just cutting up, man. He's and and the son-in-laws of Lot, he's like Lot was like he was joking to them, right? We read that. So finally they leave, though, and so it's it's Lot and it's his wife and two daughters. And they leave. And on the way out, as they leaving, and as you know, matter of fact, they're told, "Don't look back." Now, this is a spiritual principle: "Don't look back." And that looking back seems to be, to me, you tell me what you think it is. that looking back seems to be a, a pull, and a um, we need to we need to sever the cut with the wicked in our life. We need to sever it off in our hearts in our in our in our past we don't need to look back upon it like I mean what got the children of Israel in trouble when they left Egypt as they got out in the desert right and then they began to look back to egypt as well they would say man remember what it was like remember what it was like being back there yeah
1: and have you notice what they talked about that they missed? What? It was about
0: the food. The food, right? It was
1: meat in the pot.
0: So the Lord Jesus is the one. He said, listen, remember Lot's wife. Don't look back. She turned back. She became a pillar of salt. She became destroyed. So So I thought, what would be one word that could sum up the days of Noah and the days of Lot? Can anybody give me one word? One word that could that could tell you the cultural mindset. Wicked. Wicked. That's a good word. Anybody else?
1: Faithless.
0: Faithless. That's a good one. Depraved. Depraved. That's a good one. But it's not the one I thought of. Here's what I thought of: rebellious. Mm-hmm. Because the rebellion, the 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 rebellion brought about all the other. The wickedness, the depraved, all of this came about because of the rebellion in their life. And I went to a scripture, I wanted to. I wanted you to see this. There's a time when, um, I don't know if I got both of these. I think I did. In 1 Samuel 15, uh, Saul kind of gives in to the desires of the people and he's the king of the land, and the king is supposed to be the guy. The king is supposed to be the one setting the standards for the people. Do you hear me? The king is supposed to be the one setting the standard for the people. Now, New Testament, Christians, born-again believers, you are called kings and priests. You are the ones, we are the ones, setting the standards for the people. But Saul got caught up Even he's a king, he got caught up and wanted to go along with the people. And he ends up disobeying the Lord, a direct word of the Lord. He gets impatient, and he decides to rebel. Now, I'm going to take you to this verse here because everybody needs to see this. So Samuel comes to Saul, and and basically... You know, he's like, what, are, what am I hearing and what am I seeing? You know, why have you done this? Now, this wasn't the first rebellion either with Saul. But it is this line that he says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. So when I think of the days of Sodom and Gomorrah and the days of Lot, and I think about that the Lord says that's how it's going to be, then I think rebellion, stubbornness, rebellion, okay? Culture has an, I don't, would affinity be the right word, Lisa? movie after movie is made upon, you know, those rebels. You know, rebels are even kind of, okay, when I was growing up, because I'm a Tennessee guy, I remember when I was like in my teenage years, you know, people had a, they were like, we're rebels, man. And uh, there was this, there was this love of being rebellious. There's a, you know, the girl always wanted the rebellious guy. By the rebel, she was attracted to the, re- we are attracted to rebellion. Why? Because we all have a rebellious, a rebellious way. Recently, I've been asking the Lord to share with me what our problems are in the churches today. And I didn't hear God's audible voice, but within my spirit, it just became very clear to me that God was saying to me, I feel like God, I feel like God was saying to me, the problem is rebellion. We are rebellious. We are rebellious. We're rebellious people. Church people are rebellious. We have levels that we obey and levels where we rebel. We submit this part of our heart and we won't submit the other part of our heart. Well, in both these time periods, they were re- they rebelled against God and his created order and his created way. Now, sexual sin is one of the most prominent ways that rebellion is seen. And what we have learned is that angels fell. They left their estate and they had sexual relations with humans. What's so bad about that? It was rebellion against the created order. They were not created to be with mankind in that way. They were ministering spirits that were supposed to minister to humans, okay, to be heirs of salvation. They had a role. There was a role for angels, but that role was not. And so they left that estate. That is, they decided to go against the created order and pretty much throw a finger up at God and say, we will do what we want to do. And we will not obey you, God. Humans the same way, mankind does the same thing. And this is what we studied. Woman was not made for woman. Man was not made for man. Woman was made for the man and man for the woman. This is the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. From the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, join unto his wife, the female, and they two become one flesh. But humans throw a finger up at God and say, I'll do what I want to do, thank you. And we rebel against the created order and decide that we we will be our own gods. We will decide, okay? And we see this in Scripture, so not only did angels fall from their created order, man also falls from his created order. What happens as man rebels against God? Well, if you rebel against God, if you have irreverence for God and you, you don't respect God, you don't revere God, you know what that's going to turn into? You have no respect for man either. You have no respect for humans either. And so in the days of Noah, it said, and the whole earth was filled with violence. You remember that? Do you know what the word, the Hebrew word violence is? Anybody? Hamas. That's right. The Hebrew word Hamas means violence. In Hebrew, it means violence. There is a spiritual picture. God clues us in if we listen and study. You could literally say in the Hebrew, and the whole earth was filled with Hamas. What about what about the days of uh, what about the days of Lot? Were they not violent? What did they say? Not only did they hate God and throw their finger up at God, shoot him the bird. Okay, not only did they do that. Not only do they step out of created order, and I will tell you, this is my opinion. My opinion is they also left. Uh, I, I believe bestiality would have been part of this as well. I, I mean, listen, we're living in a day now where people want to make it legal to be able to marry their animals. Are you kidding me? and And then you got a church people, you got God's people that are kind of just like, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, maybe, maybe it's okay. and And all of this ungodly movement that's happening, the enemy has now got into the churches to where you even have churches and leaders of churches that say, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is okay for man and man to be together. No, it's not. And that's not an unloving thing. That's a loving thing. People need to know, here's how God created you. Here's how you're created. Here's what the demons want to tell you. That's Did God really say? It's just like in the Garden of Eden. The enemy, the demons, fallen spirits, unclean spirits, principalities and powers, they hate you and they want, to, they want you to rebel against God and they want to entice you to throw your finger up at God and for you to say, did God really say that? I just don't think God said that. And then as we begin to follow our rebellious nature, this is why the Lord says, crucify the flesh. All of us are commanded, crucify the flesh. I have to crucify my flesh too. Now, my weakness may be a different weakness than you, but we all have a weakness. Can I get an amen? Amen. We all have a weakness, and we all have to crucify our flesh that we might submit ourselves as holy to be used unto God, reverence our Lord, and reverence His ways. And say, no matter how I feel, what God says is right and what I think is wrong. And we look at their created order, both in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah and in the days of Noah. This is a picture of the day. It was rebellion against God. And that rebellion led to a Hamas spirit, which is a spirit of violence. It's a spirit of violence and wickedness. This is also why fornication or sexual sin becomes a picture of sin in general. When God would say to Israel, you went whoring after other gods, you committed adultery, you committed adultery with other gods, So the adulterous woman also becomes a picture of that spirit that pulls us away from our service to God. And there's such a thing as spiritual adultery where we don't reverence God, we don't worship God, we don't think of God. And so angels sin, humans sin, but when we are saved, God is calling us back. And here's what God says to all of us, it doesn't matter how much we've messed up, it don't matter how bad of sin we've fallen into, because we've all sinned. The Bible is very clear, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What is the cry of Jesus to the people? He says, whosoever will, come to me. I want to bring healing to you. I want to bring help to you. But repentance means, repentance means, belief in repentance means, I'm putting my faith in God. I'm putting my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. His the penalty that he paid on the cross of Calvary is enough to save anybody of any sins that you have fallen into. All you are asked to do is turn and come out of it. Leave Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Remember Lot's wife, the Lord says. Don't turn back, okay? Leave it behind. Leave it alone. That's what Jesus says. Verse 33, Luke 17, 33. Whoever seeks to save his life shall lose it. Whoever loses his life will preserve it. Here's what Jesus is saying. You want to do everything your way, you want to determine right and wrong, you're going to lose your soul. I didn't get that. Could you try again?
1: Uh, uh, That's pretty scary right
0: there. Didn't get that? Going to try again. If you seek to save your life, that means you seek to be your own God. And you determine, I will not listen to God. I will not listen to his son, Jesus Christ. I will not listen to the Holy Spirit. I will not listen to those that are like Lot that are saying, please don't do these things. I won't listen. I won't listen to any. Matter of fact, it even leads to a hatred, a hatred for those who are trying to tell you the truth. I found in my life when I was living in rebellion against God, I didn't really like the people that are trying to tell me what I needed to hear. No. You don't you like it. you
1: yielded yourself in line with the enemy, and the exactly. enemy hates.
0: When what I does. yielded myself to my flesh and ran in my flesh, and I, I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to do what God says. I want to do what I want to do. And then I didn't want to hear anybody telling me anything different. Okay. The more you give into that spirit, that, that pulling away, the stronger your hatred will be for anyone who is trying to tell you what right, what right and wrong is. It's it's just, it's it's just there. Okay. And so, remember Lot's wife. Rebellion, I think, is how we could. Let, let's put this one up first. Fifteen twenty-two. Samuel basically says. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Let's bring this up to today, okay? You say, what's that got to do with me? We don't sacrifice. Well, the sacrifice was to cover for sins. It's It's saying, I'm sorry, Lord. And here's the thing. God says, I want you to obey me. I'm not telling you these things because I don't love you. I'm not trying to ruin your life, God says to you. I'm trying to help you. God says, I'm the one who created you, God says. I love you, the Lord says. I want what's best for you. And what you want for yourself isn't what's best for you. It's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for you in your life. It's not going to be good for you in your life. And if you persist in this, you're going to lose your own soul.
1: Yes, unless the things that you want line up with his will. So, um, real quick, I already put my closing statements over there. Um, so, Jacinda asked, what if you feel like you backslid just a little, if that even sounds right? So, what I would say to anyone sounds who right. feels like they backslid a little, the, uh, Brother Charles responded and said, repent and listen to the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. If you already are aware that you backslid a little, that means that the Holy Spirit's already trying to tell you mm-hmm. turn around, turn around, turn around. So don't persist in that because when we persist in rebellion, it aligns our will with Satan's will for our life. And it opens up big old holes for, no. for all kinds of trouble and oppression and things to come into our life. So when we find ourselves in that place, the fastest thing to do is turn, repent, say I'm not going to continue in this behavior. and we need to vocalize it. We need to say out loud, Father, I am sorry for my rebellion. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be like the enemy of my soul. I want to be like you, Lord. So let me submit to your plan for my life.
0: And Let, let, me, let me give you some reality here. When you give in to the flesh, there will be pleasure in it, in the flesh. But it will not, it will always hurt your spirit. Mm-hmm. And inside, And after you give in, you'll even, like, hate yourself. And you'll say, I'm never doing that again. Never doing that again. I'm not going to do that again. Lord, I'm not going to do that again. And then you do it again. Well, if you find yourself in that problem, in that situation also, you could be having a a problem with an unclean spirit, Mm -hmm. and which leads me to a question. Mm -hmm. Would you like for me to go further in, and we'll go in the New Testament, and, like, look at unclean spirits, evil spirits, uh, characteristics of that, that, we, that you may be able to break free from this. Is that something that you think would be beneficial to you? Because here's the reality. I want you to remember this. It comes from 1 John. I can't tell you exactly the scripture. But this is this is what we do in our life, okay? If we confess our sins, the apostle says.
1: He is right.
0: He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. I do not think repentance and... Is uh, praying and repenting is something I did one time in my life a long time ago. Yes, there's that place when I was born again and I gave my heart to Jesus. But the life of a Christian is a life that the apostles says unto us, confess, confess. And so often, I mean, even if I, even if I've let myself get too mad, I'll say, Lord, I love you, Jesus. I believe. I believe you died for my sins. And Jesus, you know, today, I got mad today. I let my anger get up. Father, I confess that to you right now. I confess that. I know, I know that was wrong. If if you confess it, then believe he's faithful and just to forgive you. Amen. You're forgiven if you confess it. If you confess it, get it out. Okay, and that should be the life of a Christian. And matter of fact, I say this, I bet, Brother, I bet Brother Charles will agree with me. A sign of maturity in your Christian walk, in your obedient walk, is the shortness of the distance it takes from the time you mess up and the time you say, God, I'm sorry. You know, if if you're mess up and it's taking you a week, you know, and you go to that church service and then you go to the altar and you're like, I'm sorry, Lord. The more mature you get, Right, it's like, ooh, that was wrong, Lord. I shouldn't have let that come out of my life, uh, my mouth. And I'm you know sorry. how we
1: know because we have been rebellious and we have been backslidden. Oh yes. Times in our lives, and and like I'm like Scott, not a day goes by that I don't have to say, mm, Lord, I know that wasn't you. <laughs> I know that wasn't you. I'm so sorry, Father. I'm so sorry. Just to ask if we would pray. Just end up, we're gonna pray for you right now, sweetie, because yes. we love you, and it takes courage to come out and say hey what if I have messed up a little bit Mm -hmm. what if you have we all have it doesn't mean when Jesus healed them he said now go and sin no more lest a worse thing thing come upon you so we're going to pray that the Lord grants you uh, um, repentance and you know that you are able to overcome whatever it is that is drawing you into a uh, drawing you away from your relationship with God.
0: And, and and let me just say, and next week we'll do that. If, if y'all are in for that, we will do yeah, that. Yeah, it looks like you, the
1: comments were basically and yes Towards the and end,
0: I want you to learn how to walk free. Like I was saved as a young person, okay? But no one taught me how to stay free. And our churches are filled with people. I know they love God, but it's like there's this battle within them it's like I love God, I love God, I love God, but then it's like I'm overcome and I and I fall into this. Okay, there is a way to stop that in your life. I I know exactly I, I wasn't taught how to walk free. The simplest thing I can say is obedience is the path to walking free. Amen. If you if Christianity your, your Christianity needs to line up with how Jesus and the apostles taught, not necessarily your church denomination, okay? Listen to the Bible. Listen to Jesus. Listen to the apostles, and what they say will set us free, but sometimes in our churches, we're not really taught to be free. And, and and also, we excuse evil too much in our life. Amen. And so we'll just go ahead and pray over all of you guys today and us. And um, so just agree with me in prayer. Yeah. One
1: more thing. I got this picture. Sometimes the Lord just downloads these pictures in my mind. And the picture was this uh, path along the side of a mountain. And there were safety railings. And, and, and they weren't like... Uh, they weren't like real strong fence panels, okay? It was like more like caution ribbons and you know, it was a it was a lightweight barrier to keep you from going off the side. Yeah, this is the picture that was in to. my mind. Okay. And then I saw there's you're walking down this path and there's this beautiful flower, and it's right on the other side. I mean, it's just right there, and it looks amazing and wonderful. And it's like, well, it really wouldn't hurt for me just to slip through the barrier to get that because it's a beautiful thing, and I want it really bad. It appeals to my flesh. Mm -hmm. And so uh, sometimes that's what the enemy does. He puts something that looks like it would be just beautiful, and it wouldn't really be any harm in reaching over the barrier and getting that, you know. But that's a sharp drop. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. and like you said the other day, it begins with a slow faith. The faith is, first you let yourself think about it. Before long, you're acting on it. Mm-hmm. So it's best to stop it at a thought. Take Amen. every thought
0: captive. Amen. Mm-hmm. So Father, we, we believe in you, Lord Jesus. And we confess unto you, Lord Jesus. God... Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you, Lord. We we claim victory because of your sacrifice on the cross on our behalf. Yes. Thank you for dying for us. Yes. And thank you, Lord, for offering us forgiveness. Yes. Lord, we renounce every sin in our life. Yes. We renounce it and we say to you, and, and if you need to, guys, just name that thing, whatever it was. Name it. Pride. Lord, we renounce pride. God, we renounce anger. Lord, we renounce lust. Lord, we renounce rebellion. Lord, we renounce discontentment. Lord, we renounce this and we confess it, Lord, that it has been in our heart. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to come in and cleanse us and make us new because of your Son, Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over all of us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Yes. And in the name of Jesus, we say to every unclean spirit that's haunting us or in our life, we expel you in the name of Jesus. Yes. You have to leave us yes. because we love Jesus. He is our Lord, yes. he is our Savior. And we give our whole hearts to him in Jesus' name.
1: And, Father, we thank you for your written word that we don't have to just guess what your will is, Lord. That's right. That you are fully capable, yes, of speaking it through the Holy Spirit, into our spirit, but you also give us a written uh, account, Lord, of your plans for us. And we thank you for those boundaries that you've set up in our lives. Help us stay within them.
0: Yes, Lord. To
1: protect us.
0: Yes, Lord. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat you, Shalom. What we want for you is your freedom. We want your victory. We want you to walk in victory and yes. joy and peace with no regrets. Yes. And we, we want know that what. For us too. Yeah. We know what it's like to be on both sides of that. Amen. And so stay free, my brothers and sisters. We Amen. love you. Amen.
1: Hopefully, Lord willing, we'll
0: see you on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Bye.